This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and, of course, the Arsenal Transfer Show. I hope you're well. I hope you are enjoying the British weather if you are here, which has changed dramatically. It seems like I leave holiday, I get home, as you can see from the green screen behind me, uh, and it decides to just open the heavens uh, and it's decided to just completely change things as it does here in the UK, where there is intermittent is, is a good way to describe it changeable uh very changeable anyway it's uh yeah it's been a good week it's been a, a good amount of rest uh recovery it's the first kind of break i've had in since september really since starting at 101 and work right in six out of seven days i haven't had a break properly in in nine months uh, i think it is nine months or so so it was a good rest a good break despite still putting out daily content for you guys on the channel it was still a much needed rest and i feel you know, I feel reinvigorated and ready to to press ahead once again and uh, and continue the grind and the graft uh, ahead of the new Arsenal season. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed your week and you're ready for your weekend. And uh, for most, some people, obviously, schools have now finished too. So if you're on your summer holidays as well, I hope you enjoy your five to six weeks off as well. But let's get into kind of the main bulk of the show. Good morning to everyone in the chat box. I can see every single one of you. First thing that I want to do is a very selfish thing. Um, but if you could spare just two minutes of your time to vote for us in this year's Football Content Awards, I really would appreciate it. Um, all you need to do is tweet, uh, I am voting for at the Guna Talk TV in at the FCAs for hashtag best club creator i've left a link uh to that in the description if you just want to copy and paste it there's also a tweet link in there so if you click it it will actually bring up the uh tweets in twitter and you just need to change uh the hashtag and uh, and the nominee which would you would change to this so if you haven't already please do drop uh, a tweet really would appreciate that 
and uh, and help us try and get nominated for the awards this year, which would be fantastic. And I know plenty of you have already done it, and I could not be more appreciative to those that have already voted uh, for us this year. But really appreciate that. And uh, if you could, much appreciated. Uh, let's move on to our first story of the other of the of the day, I suppose. And it's an interesting one because it's a player that I know a few people would have liked to have seen arrive back at Arsenal this summer, and that's Danielle Marlon. Now Marlon. Used to, of course, play for Arsenal, I think, between the years of like 2015 and 17, back in the youth setup. Um, he joined us from Ajax and uh, then left to return to Holland with, with PS, or rather Netherlands, with, with PSV. Uh, and he's now expected to be the replacement uh, kind of ish for Jaden Sancho, as he has now obviously been confirmed as a Manchester United player. And so Arsenal are expected to get some kind of uh, not, I don't think it's called a sell on clause, but it's just like a. It's just a fee that Arsenal kind of get for a percentage of that deal. It's only 1% of the 25 million. So Arsenal are set to receive around £250,000. So, you know, it pays for a portion of uh, Mesut Ozil's wages, which is nice. But yeah, Arsenal are, of course, yet uh, will be getting some very small uh, financial windfall from the sale of Daniel Marlon from PSV to Borussia Dortmund. So an interesting little story for you to kick off the day. Moving on to some of the more interesting stuff about the possible outs from Arsenal. The supposed price tag that Arsenal are asking for, for Alexander Lacazette, has been revealed to be of around £15 million. Now, when you consider the fact that he's obviously a 30-year-old striker, not homegrown, and he has one year left on his deal, £15 million is probably just slightly under what I'd selling for i'd push closer to 20 but without the competition for his signing and without there being obviously a lot of clubs interested in him i am not surprised to see the figure around 15 million pounds for alexandra lacazette i'd love to know when we get into our q a section a little bit later whether you would take 15 million pounds for lacazette this summer and would that then be used to push ahead with a deal for someone else if so who would that be i mean the papers are saying that arsenal would be using that money to push ahead for a deal for Tammy Abraham. And that is certainly one that seems to be cropping up every single day. We paid a lot of money for him. He's given us a decent service, not exactly fulfilled the 50-odd million price tag that he cost us. But to get £15 million for a player with one year left on his deal, maybe that is something that Arsenal would be open to getting done this summer and seeing Lacazette finally move on from the club after a few good years of service. We move on to Joe Willock and Steve Bruce has been speaking again saying with Arsenal what are they going to do? That's our starting point with Joe because let's be fair he had an unbelievable three or four months with us but there has to be a time where we know is it going to be yes or no and what this tells us from Steve Bruce who was speaking yesterday about Joe Willock is that Arsenal still have very much yet to make up their minds about whether or not Joe Willock will be at the club next season and will be part of the plans. There was a report that emerged almost immediately after Emil Smith-Rowe had confirmed to have signed his new contract to say that Newcastle then hoped that because ESR was staying, that Joe Willock's place in the team would be taken and therefore he would be more open and the club would be more open to seeing Joe Willock move on. And I understand that obviously he wants to be playing and needs to be playing. Absolutely. He's 21 now and needs to be playing as much as feasibly possible. And we need to get into that level that we saw him playing in the Premier League at the end of last season. 
I'd like to see him given a bit of a chance this year. I think there's capacity to be able to do it. I think we've got the formation and the, the kind of the players in in the club to play a four three three system that would really suit Joe Willock still playing Emile Smith Rowe and Saka in the team and Partey and maybe a number six in Lukonga or someone that we sign as well. I think there is a capacity for Arsenal to do this and to play Joe Willock. However, if a very good bid comes in for him. I would be open to it depending on the figure. It's It all depends on kind of the offer that we get. And I just feel that alone, without a contract extension, similar to the whole Saliba situation, is just not beneficial for anyone but Newcastle in this scenario. So I I would struggle to get on board with a, a dry loan with no contract extension. If he does extend for another couple of years and then we've got that kind of value protected in him and then goes on loan then I'm much more open and I would enjoy watching Joe Willock obviously this season in the Premier League again and getting a full season to see if he genuinely is yet ready to be an Arsenal man for the future Um, but there needs to be kind of a resolution in this because we need to know and he needs to know ultimately what's going to happen because Newcastle don't even seem to know and there is a bit of a communication issue going on right now but uh it's hopefully something that will be resolved in the coming weeks. Moving on to uh, what Damesh Seth uh, or Sesh, uh, Sesh uh, has said uh, in, for Sky Sports recently. Uh, yesterday, speaking, of course, in their transfer section um, about Arsenal's capacity to get signings. And he said, uh, Damesh said, they've backed Mikel Arteta in the transfer market so far in this window and bringing in Nuno Tavaj, uh, bringing in Albert Sambit-Lukonga. Uh, and Ben White for 50 million, who is expected to have his medical next week. So I think they have backed him, and it's not over as far as this transfer window is concerned. I think Arsenal will prove to be one of the busiest, if not the busiest club in this transfer window. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that Arteta has been backed with those three signings so far. I mean, if you think about it, two of those are, are backup options, and the other is a surprise signing for a position that a lot of people didn't really think we needed to invest Fifty million pounds in, so I'm not necessarily convinced that Arteta's been backed in this window so far because we still need some really pivotal positions. But for someone like Dimesh, who is very connected in the world of transfers and thinking that Arsenal are going to be much, much more busy during the rest of the window and arguably the busiest, hopefully, is a good sign of things to come. And speaking of possible ins, we do move on to continually talk about this goalkeeper and specifically Aaron Ramsdale. He is now set to supposedly have a meeting with representatives at Sheffield United to kind of talk about his future, where he sees himself at the club and what this Arsenal interest might mean for him going forwards supposedly Sheffield United have already turned down two offers and there is an expectation that Arsenal may come in with one final offer, whether or not that's close to their £30 million valuation of the goalkeeper is yet to be seen and the kind of level of these bids is still yet to be revealed has been kept quite secret and quite behind closed doors so far. But whatever bids Arsenal have made for the England international, they haven't been successful. But there is an expectation that Arsenal will come in with a third and final bid for Ramsdale. But he is seemingly happy to help Sheffield United push back to the Premier League next season in the Championship and not necessarily be a backup at Arsenal to Bernd Leno, despite there being reports that he is and would be seen as a prospective kind of taking over of the mantle over Bernd Leno in the years to come. But I don't blame him for not wanting to move and playing week in, week out. He's gotten to the England setup playing for Sheffield United. Um, and going from being kind of week in, week out in the Premier League for the last two seasons to a backup to Bernd Leno isn't the 
best prospective kind of move in your career. But it is a big step up in terms of club and whether he could force his way into that team like Dean Henderson has forced his way, who, of course, played at Sheffield United on loan above David De Gea at Manchester United. Could he see the same thing happening at Arsenal? It's There's capacity to do that. But um, I know that a lot of the Arsenal fan base are very reticent about the idea of Aaron Ramsdale moving to Arsenal. Moving on to our final story and James Madison. Um, David Ornstein has been talking about James Madison and Arsenal transfers in general and recently spoke with Sky Sports. And he said something about James Madison, which he later clarified on Twitter, where he said, Emil Smith-Rowe is now rightly the priority at the number 10 position. So while Arsenal are still looking to recruit in that area to compete with slash support him, I'm not sure they'll go to the level required to sign James Madison. He pointed out that what he said in the uh, in, in the interview with Sky Sports, the whilst he said he didn't expect them to kind of go to that level for Madison, it wasn't because they don't have the money. And this is kind of brings up two things, obviously focusing specifically on the James Madison side of things. I, I said I'd be surprised if Arsenal managed to get James Madison and, and would go to the level required to, to spend that amount of money because we've got so many other positions that need a little bit of, of DIY uh, this window. But the fact that Ornstein has said that Arsenal aren't going to the level required for Madison is not for specifically financial restrictive reasons and that Arsenal could effectively spend £70 million on him if they wanted to is a positive sign. Um, it doesn't confirm that, say, they have. He's just not ruling out the fact that Arsenal are not doing it because they don't have the money, which obviously is, is a good sign for those people that want to see Arsenal spend plenty this window. Um, and that, for me, is obviously a great thing that Arsenal are going to try and spend and, and back Arteta and really try and change this team this summer. But we need to see it spent in the right way. Is £70 million on James Madison a smart move? We always have the kind of argument that it's, it's not our money. Would we really complain about it all that much? Um, it's, I still want to see Arsenal spend wisely. And I think that if, if it's a Madison and no one else, or if it's a kind of a cheaper number 10 option and a number eight or a number six, I think that's probably a smarter move. So you go out and bring in a Kamada or a Sabitzer over James Madison, and that enables you to bring in, say, a Ruben Neves or an equivalent in central midfield on top of that, and that you wouldn't have been able to get that done had you brought in James Madison. And I think the, the alternative of bringing in those two possible options is better than, say, just bringing in James Madison because it's better for the team. It's better for the overall kind of quality of depth of the squad as well. So I'd rather we, we went down that route. But uh, if it was a case of we were able to get James Madison and we were able to attack our other targets in, in the right way, of course I would be up for it. So uh, some interesting news uh, coming out there from David Ornstein. And that does indeed wrap up all of the latest Arsenal news regarding uh, Arsenal's transfers, ins and outs of the day. It was quite quiet yesterday besides lots of talking uh, about Arsenal, really. And hopefully, as we get closer, with just three weeks, I think less than three weeks now, to the first game of the Premier League season, there is still a lot to be done in the transfer window for Arsenal this summer. That is for sure. We move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, the section where you get to ask your questions. So if you do indeed have something you would like to ask or you would like to find out or get the best possible answer to my capacity possible, then please do put something in the chat box and we will try our best to get that done. I did see a question earlier on in the chat asking about pre-season. Ian Morgan says, Thomas, is there any pre-season match news other than the fact that we're obviously due to play Chelsea and Spurs uh, a week or two ahead of the Premier League season? There is nothing about the games that we were supposed to play in Florida being replaced. I'd be surprised if they didn't organise something behind closed doors against like Boreham Wood or someone like that. 
But obviously, it's disappointing that we didn't get to play those games, and and that's going to be a big disruption to Arsenal's pre-season. Specific players are being isolating, uh, certain members of staff as well, because of obviously the positive tests that have come back as well. And, and the situation in Florida is very dodgy in regards to how many cases there are, and it probably wouldn't have been the smartest of moves. And to think that there isn't going to be disruption this season again because of the, the, the pandemic would be naive. I can imagine that plenty of players now with how the restrictions in England are opening up, that we will obviously see players getting uh, and needing to self-isolate and those close to them maybe needing to self-isolate depending on if they've had the vaccine or not and stuff like that. So uh, we'll wait and see. But I think it would be naive to think there's going to be no more disruption this season because of the pandemic because there is certainly going to be. Uh, Christopher Martin says, Tom, I really uh, like that you think Arsenal need a feeder club and I completely agree. Do you know if we're looking to get one? Chris, as far as I'm aware, there aren't any kind of plans right now at Arsenal looking for one. If they are, it's kept very, very secret and quiet and behind the scenes, which, you know, isn't surprising because Arsenal try and do their stuff behind the scenes. But you're spot on, Chris. Um, Arsenal certainly do need one of these feeder clubs in Europe because of the effects of Brexit on bringing in kind of the 16 to 18 year old players and not being able to do that anymore. Uh, I mean, Sheffield United, Brighton, Leicester all have clubs in Belgium. Manchester City have the City Football Group. I mean, they've just signed a couple of players, I think. Uh, I think they signed a Brazilian to Trois yesterday that came through, you may have seen as well. And uh, I mean, when you think about the amount of clubs they've got at their disposal, they're going to have such a high catchment and a large catchment of young players. And Arsenal just don't have that connection with clubs right now. And, and they certainly, I think, yes, Chris, they need to act upon it. Great question. Uh, Jacobus or Jacobus says, uh, Morning, Tom. Are the links between Man United and Neves credible? Do you think we should move on from Locatelli to Neves? Um, I think that the, the links between Man United and Neves are certainly credible. There's been interest in the past. I think they've even bid for Neves in previous windows unsuccessfully. So that interest has been long-standing. Will they beat Arsenal if Arsenal don't act quickly enough? And if they don't seem to move on from this Locatelli situation quick enough, then they may miss out on one of their high targets being Ruben Neves, should they not get Locatelli. Would I be upset to miss out on him? I think it would depend on, obviously, who we get instead. If we still sign a really good player, then it wouldn't concern me whatsoever. But if Arsenal end up getting a central midfielder that doesn't do as good of a defensive job and offensive job and a passing job as Ruben Neves does, then yeah, of course, I would be disappointed. So yes, there are credible links. And yes, if there's nothing going to be happening with, with Locatelli, absolutely, we should move on. Uh, Alan Matthews says, Bernardo Silva or Madison? There was an interesting report yesterday that Bernardo Silva would be available for a sale of around 50 to 60 million euros. I would absolutely love Bernardo Silva at Arsenal. He's an unbelievably good player. Amazing talent. I'm surprised that Man City are letting him go, but I suppose with the the young uh, players that are coming through, with the options that they've got, and maybe the fact that Bernardo Silva wants to play week in, week out, which he would do at Arsenal, they're open to it. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, arguably, I prefer him to James Madison. I think he's a better player than James Madison. I think he offers you a lot more than James Madison. He can play in more positions than James Madison can. He can play on the right. He can play number 10. He can play arguably on the left. He can even play kind of a number eight at times. I know in that City system, it's much easier for an attacking midfielder to play their number eight role. Maybe he couldn't do that for Arsenal. But he has played in a slightly deeper central midfield position at times. So that, that for me, is... It would be an absolute no-brainer, I think, for 60 million euros to go in and, and sign Bernardo Silva. I still think he's not even exactly old. Um, I, th I think he's mid-20s, is he not? Bernardo Silva is 26. 
Um, he turns 27 on the 10th of August. So still a really good age, lots of potential still there and a real quality Premier League signing. Should And obviously he knows Arteta very well from his time at the club. So yeah, absolutely, Bernardo Silva. Go and get the guy. Really, really good. Um, let's scroll up. I mean, a lot of you are saying, yeah, all day long. It's it's absolutely no question that it's a really good uh, option if, if he is indeed available. Whether or not he come to Arsenal without Champions League football is always going to be a big question. But if he's available, do it because that's a great bit of business. Yugank uh, says, your opinion about creating midfielder position for next season, is it going to be ESR only? I don't think that just having Emil Smith-Rowe is smart. I think with his injury problems and his versatility too and the ability for him to play alongside like he did with Martin Odegaard last season, they're really good options for Arsenal to use. And I think that if possible, Arsenal should go and try anyway to play with two kind of creative-minded players, one that's more of kind of an inside wide forward at times and being more creative like we've seen Smith-Rowe do. And we need to bring someone in because we need the competition. We need that kind of that extra boost that Smith-Rowe can have. And we need the the cover just in case he gets injured. So that's, that's why we definitely need to be going for a creative midfielder this summer. Uh, Vignesh says, why is no one going for Ivan Tony? Now, someone actually DM'd me yesterday, and I want to give them credit, if I can find their message. Um, apologies if I can't find it in the split second. I'm trying to navigate Twitter. Um, but someone did indeed message me about why Arsenal haven't, say, been linked with a move for Ivan Tony. Now, I've had my reservations about Ivan Tony, and I think that obviously that comes from him playing in the championship, and he's obviously a player for me anyway, that playing at the striking position um, has been quite... Um, What's the right way of putting it? I think some of the situations in which he scored his 31 goals, which is a lot, has been fortunate. There's been a fair few penalties. There's been a fair few tap-ins. Right place, right time and all that, yes. But there's still a reservation for me to really say, yeah, commit to spending 40 million. But I, there's something about him that I think maybe would make me go Ivan Tony over Tammy Abraham. And maybe that contradicts all of my principles about signing players. But I don't know what it is. There's, there's just something that... The, the Tammy Abraham thing, I'm just not quite sure is the right mould for the number nine that we want. Whereas I think that Ivan Tony's link-up play is better than that of, of Tammy Abraham. But it's one that we haven't been linked to. And uh, and Brentford look very much like they're going to be keeping ahead of the new season, which is obviously a big push and a big benefit to them for next season. And for those fantasy football managers as well. Uh, Aaron Smith says, uh, how much do you think we will end up spending after player sales? With so many potential outgoings, I think Stan will get away with emptying his pockets again. I'm not expecting the owners to put in any money. All of the business that you see Arsenal conduct this summer will be taken out of the club's own pocket. It will not be coming from the owners. Have that on fairly good authority that there is no investment coming in from that side of things and that all of the spending will be done from the, what Arsenal have available to them. It might be more than we expect and what we've usually had before and they're kind of releasing more funds this summer but I'm I, as far as I am aware there is no indication that there is investment coming from up high. Uh, right now, and that the investment is very much coming from within Arsenal into the transfer sector and not from that ownership side. How much do I think that we will spend after sales? I think I'd be surprised if Arsenal didn't make over £50 million to £60 million in sales this summer with uh, Xhaka, with possibly Bellerin going. Um, we've obviously already moved on, Genduzi and uh, Mavropanos. So there's those guys. You've got Lucas Torreira that could still go, say a Kalasnach that could still go. You've got Nketiah, Reese Nelson, Joe Willock, all of these guys. There's capacity for Arsenal to 
uh, obviously make money. We've made money from the Amazon TV deal, which is around £10 million as well. So I'd be surprised if Arsenal didn't get that amount in. How much are they going to spend? Well, they've already spent... Well, if you count Ben White and you're looking at that figure, you've got 50 million there. You've got 15 million for Lukonga, and you've got about five to 10 million from Nuno Tavaj. So let's say 70 million from those three. You've still got to sign a right back if you let go of Bellerin. You've got to go and sign a centre midfielder still in that position. You've got to sign a creative midfielder, a goalkeeper as well, in a backup position, which we're looking at spending a fair chunk on if you do believe the rumours regarding Aaron Ramsdale. So, how much do I think net Arsenal will end up spending this summer? I think you. you look close to 100 million but it's just uh, that's just a, a ballpark figure because i don't know if we are going to get these deals done because there's just it seems so slow right now that we're not getting these deals done if you know what i mean but you know we'll, we'll wait and see if it, if it turns out that case but yeah if i was a better man which i'm not i'd say i'm around 100 million net but we will we will wait and see uh, so he also says, Tom, uh, uh, you've read a Football London article uh, on Tammy and apparently he played that deep role when he was at Villa and at Chelsea. He wasn't asked to do that. Um, interesting. Uh, I don't know much of his time at Villa. So if that does turn out to be true, then fair play. Um, certainly one that if we was linked to him more, we would certainly be doing a lot more kind of uh, in-depth, deep dives on, on Tammy Abraham. So certainly one to wait and see on that one for sure. But what is interesting, obviously, about Tammy Abraham is that he's still very young at 23. He's a different kind of style player in the fact he's six foot three. He's got that height. He's got pace. He's got energy. So maybe it would work. But I, I just think he's too specialised right now um, to kind of be Arsenal's main striker. It's, and we, we need someone that is a better in link-up play. But I, again, I don't know how much of that link-up play happened at Villa. And I'm not in the know about that sort of thing. So maybe Sahil, that is one that we need to do some more research on. Uh, Gunataj says, would you take uh, Mateus Pereira from West Brom as a cheaper option to Madison or Bernardo? Absolutely. I really like Mateus Pereira. I think he is certainly someone that's got a lot of goal-scoring potential from midfield with 11 goals last season. He can play in multiple positions, can play at number 10. He can play in wider areas too. And he's been linked with a number of clubs. Uh, I mean, Leicester have been linked. I think West Ham have been linked as well with a move for Mateus Pereira. He's been linked with uh, moves abroad. I think to the Middle East, there's been some links there as well. Um, but no official bids have, have been made for him so far. But he's available for around £30 million, supposedly, from West Brom. And I think that is a decent figure for a, a young player with a lot more potential. I say young, mid-20s player with, with a lot more potential. Um, to, to improve and that he's already shown that he's a goal scorer in the Premier League. So, yeah, 100%, I would take him. Uh, Nick Meadows says, we have to sell Lacazette and Eddie before we sign Tammy Abraham. Not surprising if that does turn out to be the case. Uh, Dave says he likes Tammy Abraham and certainly would be open to, to signing him. So, there you go. Samron says, uh, Tom, do you think that if we don't have a good season this year, the Cronkies would sell up? No, I don't. Arsenal is far too valuable of an asset for them to sell. So I wouldn't get your hopes up, even if we do badly, that they will sell. I mean, if you think about it, Arsenal finished eighth the last two seasons. We're declining. We've fallen out of Champions League football and European football now altogether. And they're still refusing to sell outright, despite there being a, a possible bid from, from Daniel Ek. So no, I don't expect them to sell anytime soon, no matter the situation. Um, hi, Stephen. Good. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Uh, Chuck uh, says, uh, shouldn't it be a concern to us now that we haven't signed one first team player 
at this time. Yeah, I've said it's a concern. Um, I've said it a number of uh, for a number of days now. I've, I am concerned about the situation. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, uh, for those not on Twitter, is there a way to vote? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, for those that are wondering, uh, we are uh, going uh, for the Football Content Awards this summer. And if you'd like to vote for us and you've been appreciating the content that's been coming out this summer, then please go on to Twitter and, and type in that tweet. I am voting for at the Good and Talk TV for uh, in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. Uh, we'd appreciate your support if you did want to drop a vote in. But I'm not sure if there's any other ways to vote. I think there was something about Instagram. If you go onto their website, uh, which is the Football Content Awards, it does tell you how you can vote. So if you don't have Twitter, there might be another way through the website. I'm certainly going to do some research into that to see if there is any other way. So I know a lot of people don't use Twitter. Uh, but if you do use Twitter and you'd like to social show some support for the channel, then please do uh, help by giving us a vote. Really would appreciate it. Uh, False manager says Max Aarons or Ramsdale for 30 million. Tammy, Abraham, or Basuma or Lockett for 40 million. What are we doing? Um, I mean, Max Aarons, I'd, I'd love to see as our right back. Basuma, I'd love to see brought into the club, but they just don't look like the ones that we're going for. And it's, yeah, it's strange. Really, really strange. Um, Aya says, I'm voting for the football terrace. I mean, the football terrace is great, but I'm not sure that. I'm not sure you can vote for Terry because he he's part. I think he tweeted something about that yesterday because he's part of Snack Media, who are hosting the the event. I'm not sure that you can. If you can and you like the Football Terrace, which is a great show, then make sure you vote for them. But uh, I think Terry did say something that you can't vote because for him anyway because he's he's doing something because uh, he's on the he's on the judge or he's presenting it or something so i'm not sure um yellow flash says uh, i think arsenal will end up spending big uh, more than anyone because i think all or nothing and the boards are in real pressure from ek and i have a feeling that arsenal and arteta will do something special um yeah i mean it's 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 a, it's all kind of conjecture. It's all predictions right now. I hope that you're right, Yellow Flash. I really do. I hope that we can see Arsenal spending big this summer and that there is a, a pressure for us um, to, to to spend and to spend well. But I just I, at the moment I just feel like it's it's concerning that we've not signed those first team players yet, and that's the issue for us right now. Um, Ollie Benford says, unpopular opinion. Lukonga is ready to start for us. Uh, is ready, uh, Ollie believes. I mean, he could be because we have such a lack of depth in centre midfield. Like, if we sign another centre midfielder, then maybe there is that capacity to say, no, I don't think Lukonga's close to starting 11. But the fact of the matter is, it's beyond Partey once Xhaka goes, you've got El Elneny. You've got Aziz. You've got Torreira, who's still here. And Lukonga should probably be giving game time over those guys. So, right now, yeah. He, he, he probably does start because of the lack of depth right now. Uh, Tis Discuss says, shouldn't it be pro top priority to get business done instead of trying to squeeze a couple more mil out of certain outgoings? Team chemistry should be more important than a few quid. Uh, a few quids is obviously, we're talking in millions, obviously. Um, I do tend to agree. Um, I do think that uh, we should not be kind of dragging these sales out over the over a couple of million quid because we're trying to change the perception this summer, which is really difficult because of the amount of deadwood that we've got in the club. And I think, yeah, you're right. We have to be pushing for just get the players out, get players in, move on next summer. That's when you can target a summer where we can try and change the perception of us as a club and how we sell 
But this this summer, it's just too difficult to do that. Um, Tejas says, I don't think Max Aarons is the right back that we should go for because Arteta seems to use the right back by pushing him into midfield, by own, uh, underlapping. And Aarons is more of an overlapping right back. He is. He does love to get down that flank, as do plenty of other right backs. But just because of the style was what it has been doesn't mean that we wouldn't sign someone else and then tweak how we play. That's obviously something that can happen. I understand what you're saying with the Man City style of, of Cancelo pushing into the midfield, as we've seen with Chambers, as we've seen at times with a left wing back scenario or a left centre back in a back three doing. Um, and with Granite Xhaka when he played there. But I think if you sign a player, you've got to play to their strengths. So maybe you would see a tweak to how the right back plays if we were to say sign someone that prefers to overlap like a Max Aarons does. Uh, John, nothing on Basuma, I'm afraid, mate. No no bids, no talks, no nothing. Just interests, as there has been for a long, long time. So, sorry, mate. Uh, 1994 Gunners says, uh, how many sales do you think we will do from now until the end of the winter? Um, sales, I'd predict to us to get rid of a fair few players. Kalasinac, uh, Bellerin, Xhaka, Torreira, uh, Nelson, Nketiah, maybe Lacazette. I still expect all of these guys to, to go. Lucas Torreira, I think I've said already. Um, so, yeah, I still expect a fair few more sales before the end of the window, especially towards transfer deadline day when big deals and, and last-minute deals are trying still to get done. Um, Emmanuel says, uh, my scariest thought right now is Lokonga being integrated as a starter rather than a backup. Only seven likes. Come on, click the like button. Click the like button, people. Please show some support on the channel for the hard work that goes into the show every day. Uh, Lokonga being integrated as a starter is only going to be done, in my view, if we don't go out and sign a proper centre midfield marquee addition like a Neves, like a Locatelli type of player. If we don't sign that type of player this summer, I can imagine Lokonga getting a lot more minutes than maybe he was expecting or we were expecting when we signed him. Is that good? Well, it's great for him. He gets more time. Is it good in terms of guaranteeing quality in Arsenal's midfield? Not necessarily because he's still very young, still certainly needs to improve. And that situation is one that ultimately we still need to see developed carefully and considerate. Uh, I mean, just being considerate of the situation that he's still 21, he's still been playing in Belgium. And that we need to improve the midfield. So, so yeah, I do think that. Um, your thoughts on Alba's form, says Keith. Not great. My thoughts are not great. Hopefully, it turns around because I mean, there's no chance of us not getting. There's no chance of us getting top four next season if Abamyang isn't firing. So we need him to be firing. We need him to improve. And, and at the moment, I'm concerned about the form. Uh, Chris says, any update on uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles? There's interest from Southampton. There's interest from Leicester. Um, but there's nothing in regards to official talks or a bid so far, but nothing on that, I'm afraid, Chris. So uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I will need another holiday by the time this transfer window ends, probably, because of the amount of work that's going into this. Anyway, this does bring an end to today's show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Please do drop a like on the, video, on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And please uh, drop us a vote for the Football Content Awards. I'm going to keep pressing this every day so please make sure you drop us a vote you just need to go onto twitter and uh, tweet i am voting for at laguna talk tv in at the underscore fcas for hashtag best club creator thank you ever so much uh, as always uh, for tuning in enjoy your weekends enjoy your summer holidays if you are indeed off i hope you have a fantastic break and uh, we get back to the grind back to it and fingers crossed hopefully we can see some more signings hopefully we'll be back a little bit later on this afternoon to give you a q a show because i wasn't able to give you that yesterday so uh, fingers crossed we'll be back 
uh, a little bit later on today for another show. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Pleasure to be back at home with the green screen, which I'm thinking about changing. That's something I actually want to ask, is that do you prefer a green screen that moves or do you think I should change the green screen to be kind of a static thing uh, so that obviously when we change to these kind of scenes, it still moves a bit in the background, but do you prefer having a static background or one that moves like this? Let me know, because obviously I want to make the show as accessible and as easier to watch for you guys as possible. So let me know in the comments section as well. But it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, to speak to you as always. I'll speak to you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.